Hey guys, I got a surprise for you. This month, we got a sponsor. Really? <gasps> That's right. This episode is sponsored by the bookworms over at Caffeine and Legends. With Caffeine and Legends, you will receive a new fantasy book along with your choice of coffee or tea every month. February's theme is Beasts and Blades. Click the link in the description to sign up today. Use the code FBOM10 to get 10% off your first order. That is F-B-O-M-10. Check out their website, caffeineandlegends.com, to get involved in a fun, interactive community of book lovers. Welcome to the Fantasy Book of the Month, F-Bomb, the podcast where we read books and then talk about them, and it is compelling. Compelling. I am Peter, uh, and with me today are Dan. Hello. Rachel. Hi. And the fantabulous Katie. That's me, the fantabulous Katie. Uh, Sometimes you're Peter. (laughs) that's true she was peter once it was a very confusing time for me no 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 i'm always katie you're always peter hey did you guys know it's november wow i love november fall is like the best time because it's warm enough that you don't need the heater on it's cold enough you don't need the ac toasty i love it it's not 100 degrees outside like it is now yeah, there are no cicadas in November. How long have we been locked inside? Oh, uh, eight months. This is this is the worst. This is just the worst. <laughs> Wear your mask, everyone. Wash your hands. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully by the time this podcast releases into the wild, we'll have some good news for y'all. That's right. I'm poking my nose at politics, but never mind. Okay. Let's talk about books. Our theme this month is page to screen. Books politics. Read. Oh. No, no, no. Page to screen. Books that were books and then somebody turned into something that was on a screen. Normally a movie. Sometimes uh, they're terrible. Most times. They could very well be terrible. Um, I had a lot of trouble, like finding a new book to read for this for this one. And then you asked us, and we gave you like five. And I'd read them all. So, <laughs> so I, what help were you? Um, I, I, I had okay. even read Tech War uh, <laughs> by William Shatner, although I had no idea it was it was. It was it a movie. And a screen Shoot. at some point once. Um, Small screen, yeah. I think yeah. that was on the USA network. <laughs> that sure is a network I've heard of. Because I think it was before the sci-fi channel existed. Yeah. So so but okay, let's let's talk about it generically then. What what is it good or bad when a fantasy book goes to the screen? At most if it's heavy CGI, then it's mostly bad because they don't want to spend the money. <laughs> Well, I think that it's a good thing because most times then it like 
tells people that, hey, this is based off a book. You should go and check out that book. Yeah, I have a personal thing where I like to read, watch the movie before I read the book. And I don't get disappointed by either one. (laughs) Oh, that's actually smart. Yeah, that is an interesting tactic because I've I've always gone into it. You know, I want to make sure I read the book before I see the movie or the TV show or whatever, so that I have my own image of the events and the things and the characters before they get kind of influenced by the TV show. But you you make a strong point there, Rachel, that that it's just. You know, the movie's going to be worse watch the movie and think it's okay and then go read the book and realize how much better it is. <laughs> I don't know. I just like, because if an adaptation or a, uh, adaption is successful, somebody who has not watched the movie, read the source material, should still have a good time watching the movie. Most oh, of the time, they're going to have a, like a better time because it, it, in almost all cases, the book is going to have more stuff in it than... Yeah than a movie or a TV show can 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 reasonably put into its its time constraints. I actually met someone recently, recently, a couple months ago now. Um, She was experiencing she was experiencing the Harry Potter series for the first time. And that was only because she had watched the movies and was like, well, what's this business about the map? Who are these people who made it? There's too many questions that weren't answered. Mm -hmm. So she went to the books. So she went to the books and I, I talked to her about it and I was so excited for her. Um, I kind of like the way that fantasy shows have been like fantasy adaptations have been going to like TV shows because it kind of is, is like the anime manga thing. Where... It gives them a lot more time to, to tell the story. Yeah, but unfortunately it also gives them less time in money they need for like CGI and things unless you're Game of Thrones. Right, you do. They are spreading that money out over a, a much longer runtime. Yeah, like so, so something that's probable that's like uh, takes place so far off of like our Earth, like uh, Stormlight Archives, which basically the setting is basically the under the ground, uh, like under the ocean with no water. Uh, that would be very difficult. Yeah. That well. Hmm. I don't know. It just it just have to rain a lot. <laughs> also, giant crabs. Everywhere. I, mean, they, I mean, if there's one, if there's one of Sanderson's uh, series that should be an anime, it's that one. Yeah, giant uh, giant swords and people running and doing insane things and flying through the air. It's no spoilers. I've yet to read it. Those, those are not spoilers. It's fine. Okay. Okay. I I know nothing about it, and that's the way I want to keep it until I open it. It's okay. Also, it's the crabs are the good guys. <gasps> are they really? Yes. I haven't read them. Oh. <laughs> crabs are the good guys. They haven't read. I have, do not know anything about these. And they're words. delicious. Yeah. <laughs> With butter. <laughs> Only if you like seafood. Unlike mm. me. Didn't um, you like grow up on the East Coast? I currently live on the East Coast. They're, the East Coast is really big. Okay, when I say East Coast, I mean Um, And yes, I grew up in Massachusetts. And maybe that's why she's sick of the food, the seafood, the food from the sea. Yeah, I only really eat clam chowder. 
Ew. No, clam chowder. Clam chowder is pretty good. Yeah. Seafood chowder, also respectable. Um, I think the only adaptation, like, I really, I'm going to kill Peter saying adaptation. No, no, that's correct. Okay. I didn't know which uh, one was correct. Yes. No, you, you would have killed me if you'd gone back to adaption. Okay. <laughs> okay. The recent adaptation of His Dark Materials, I watched the, like, the first few episodes and I'm like, this doesn't feel right for me. I haven't seen it. It's been a long time since I read the books, though. So I have not read the books, and I've seen both adaptations of that series. And but how many adaptions have you seen? No, how many adoptions have world. you seen? Whoa. Who knows? But I'm uh, starting to think that maybe that's not, that series is not good because people can't adapt. I'm not uh, sure what was good about it. My main thing is I hated the person who played Mrs. Coulter because she wasn't like nice enough in the beginning. Mm, yeah, I mean, she was pretty clearly the bad guy from the start. So they, they were a little they were heavy handed with their foreshadowing. Yeah, I was just like, I uh, I really liked the person who played um, Mrs. Coulter in the movie, Nicole Kidman. But I was just like, I don't feel Mrs. Coulter with you because she's like so nice and then she just turns evil and it's like ah i'm scared mm. well her evil is like control evil right yeah she's very ma- manipulative and in the third book it's terrifying mm. yeah i'm interesting because they are apparently going to keep making that show so I- yeah. i'm interesting to see them get past the first book as because we haven't had an adaptation that's gotten past the golden compass before so and they yeah. introduced some of the elements from the other books in that first season, which were to me the most interesting. And that's probably because like, I, I didn't know anything about them while, you know, cause I haven't read that series. It's okay. Um, I've also, I haven't read the second book in the new series. Cause I was just like, Lyra's different and I hate it. <laughs> There's a new series. Yeah. The first it's the first one's called like the bell Savage, which it takes place like, 20 years or something like 12 years before the golden compass. And the second one is called the secret Commonwealth, which takes place in line. It is like 22. Huh. So they're really jumping around. I'm yeah. Less and less interested in reading that series. Before I, hear about it. <laughs> I don't know. I enjoyed it because it was like, Oh, liar is my age again. This is great. Cause I first read it when I was like, when I was like 10 and I was like, this is great. I love her. And I'm like, Oh my God! Why are you so different? <laughs> hmm. Strangely, people change between ten and twenty, whatever. Yeah, I was just like, I hate you. I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I hate her. I was just like, I'm trying. I haven't got past the first like two hundred pages. Were you just disappointed in her? I think so. I'm like, you grew up. Oh no, I'm sad. <laughs> I know it's unrational, irrational, but. I know rationally that people do grow up when they're in change from puberty to when mid to uh, to young adult. I don't know. Peter Pan, man, he's never grown up. He's never changed. I I saw that movie Hook. He definitely did. Oh, yeah. He He was fat Robin Williams. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. You know what? Yeah, you got me on that one. He he did learn how to bangerang, though. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. I have a question. What is the book that you would most want to see an adaptation for? Ooh, a screen adaptation specifically? Yeah, like movie, TV show. Uh, I mean, mine's, mine's coming, and it's Wheel of Time. I am. I 
Wheel of Time was like what got me into fantasy in college, and uh, I'm super excited to see it come to TV. Yeah, I don't I don't need that to happen. I mean, it is happening, but I don't. I'm, I, yeah, that's that series. Oh, my God. It just needs to be rewritten. I mean, I, I can't I can't imagine it will make it to the screen in anything close to how it exists in the book. Right. That's that's true. It might be. um vastly improved being paced for for tv on the other hand i feel it's going to be sorry i do not expect them to abandon the weird gender essentialism that is baked into that series from the very roots um and that is just that was always a weird part of it uh i mean i don't know that it was that weird uh Especially knowing like who Robert Jordan is, for sure, it's not that weird. I, um, I, do, I, do, I don't need to know more about him to to look at that and think that the way that he treats men and women in that series is, yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys, are we gonna have a spinoff series where we talk about Wheel of Time? No. Oh. <laughs> well, never mind then. I'm, I'm glad I could answer that question for you. <laughs> I've never read it and never planned to read it. Oh, I've made it to, to the end of book four and then well, I. Well, stop now. You're oh, ahead. Well, I did stop. And I was going to reread those four and then keep going, but. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, you probably don't need to reread. I mean, until you made it all the way through. Yeah. No, you're, you're falling into the trap that. that every enthusiastic reader of the series fell into while they were still coming out, which is, Oh man, book seven is coming out. I better go reread books one through six. <laughs> so I am up to date on everything. That's I remember everything that's happening for book seven to come out. I'm totally um, guilty of that. Oh, that's, that. you know, that's fine. But it was just so onerous for the wheel of time because Books one to three were pretty good or great even. And book four had like, you could have cut out maybe a third of the pages. And Peter it's a hundred percent correct. Incorrect. Or correct. Incorrect. Book four is the best in the series. And then I would say what Peter's talking about happens in book seven. No, books five, six, and seven and eight are are near are practically complete slogs. Um I mean it's hard to say that when booked like Winner's Heart exists. Like Winner's Heart is a slog. If you can make it to book one is that champion. It's that nine? Uh no I think Winner's Heart is book ten. Thank you for tuning in to our Wheel of Time podcast. Yes, it's the I think it goes Path of Daggers, Winter's Heart and then Knife of Dreams. OK, maybe when those, those, those books are difficult to get through because so much of the story is just like not moving or things being put into place for future books. And oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, let me just put it. I mean, I, I still I, I still liked book four. Let me just put it this way, that, that book four was like the beginning of the slide into the, the slumps. Um, sure. I mean, I would say book five is that, but 
Sure. Anyway, we we'll we'll, we'll wrestle. We'll arm wrestle, yeah, later. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wrestle or arm wrestle? We'll we'll do both. We'll have a two out of three. Um, Thank you. Are you guys going to get all oiled up first? Yeah. I'm doing this right. for the viewers. That's, I mean, only one of us has to get oiled up, and then by the end, we're both oiled up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can join us on our OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Ooh, buddy. Anyways. Um, oh, my next wife time on this, so I have to explain to her what OnlyFans is. We'll <laughs> <laughs> have one of those. Why do you know about that conversation? I was just going to say, not only do you explain what it is, you have to explain why you know what it is. I'll never okay. play Cards Against Humanity with her again. Yes. That's true. Uh, I apologize to people who like OnlyFans. It was too good of a joke. No, no. It's, it's there's nothing there was nothing condemnatory about only fans in your joke yeah uh anyways the next time on f-bomb <laughs> dan and peter fight about we love time while me and katie laugh in a corner <laughs> we're gonna have popcorn and it's gonna be great um, and you're just gonna dip that popcorn in the the oil on our bodies oh no i'm gonna be Sweet oil, then. Oh, sweaty popcorn. Oh. Yeah, you pay extra for that. Extra oh. salt. Okay, since so only one person answered my question, Peter, what's the answer to, your, to the question? Oh, shoot. Uh, about what do I want to see? Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is. Ooh, no, I have a couple things. So the first thing that comes to mind is um, Daniel Abraham's The Dragon's Path, which is a five book series that I enjoyed very much. Um, but I, I think. It would be a big, it would end up being a big dramatic, you know, epic TV show or something on, on, on par with Game of Thrones, except actually finished and, and far less gratuitous sex. Um, mm. and, and that's not really what I, I don't think that's what I would choose to put on TV first. So I think I'm going to jump over for um, uh, the Enchanted Forest series, which is a four book series by Patricia C. Reed, which I highly recommend uh, beginning with dealing with dragons. Um, I think I've talked about it on this podcast before. Certainly and, did. Yeah. And it's, it takes, uh, you know, it takes all those uh, fairy tale stereotypes and and upends them or at least uh, uh, mocks them uh, mercilessly. And that is funny and clever and would make a pretty good like quartet of hour and a half long movies that are, you know, welcome to welcoming to kids and fun for adults. Hmm. OK, so Katie. I would pick Orc Pirate, which I've done for this podcast, <laughs> and that does have lots of gratuitous sex. So that, there's that. Okay, that's consensual most oh, of the time. Yes, it was all consensual. Game of Thrones mostly wasn't consensual. No, mostly not. No, yeah. no that's, okay. that's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's but the hey. difference. <laughs> God. Seafaring pirates. Uh, treasure hunting. It's awesome. Booty calls. Booty calls. Okay. I had to sting my booty call. Sorry, guys. In booty calls, you answer. Rachel, did, you say, did you say what yours was? Me? Yeah. Yeah, Rachel. What's yours? Okay. Rachel. Rachel. Oh my. Actually, it is my real name, but you don't know my last name. Please. Dun, dun, dun. I bet it's Rachel Smarty Pants. Ooh. Is it, it still Zanash? 
Is it Smarmy Marms? <laughs> no. Middlebury. <laughs> well, I like no. Middlebury. Fandomalistic. It's Elizabeth. <laughs> That's not a last name. Rachel Elizabeth. No, it's my sister. like Emily Elizabeth? Oh. <laughs> Call Anyways. out to Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Rachel, what, w- what would you pick? So I have two. One would make a good movie, which is like the Night Circus, because I just love the atmosphere oh, of that. Totally agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, like a uh, like wintry, enchanted atmosphere, and it is and like the, uh, a common criticism of the book is like the author like overwrote the prose, but I was like, no, it was perfect. It's great for the atmosphere, but each to yes. their own, anyways. Hundred percent agree. <laughs> um, and my second one for like a TV show series is like the Powder Maid series and the Gods of Blood mm. and Powder, just because it'd be fun. <laughs> Rachel, we love so many things that are the same. Ooh. Yes, <laughs> that reminds yes. me. The, uh, Let's team the... up and take down Peter. What? No, you can't. <laughs> no, it's a one-on-one <laughs> exhibition match. It's also I'm on Peter's side for Wheel of Time. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Trade at the beginning. <laughs> I'm sorry, my friend was read like the first book and she was like, you'd hate this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I've never read it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice not being one of those people who hears someone say, oh my God, this smells terrible and, f- and just like feel like you have to stick your nose into it. Well, yeah, that's like human nature. You got to smell it then. See if they're right, better. Right. But no, some people just say, oh man, I bet that I believe you. I'm going to be over Bullet here. dodged. Not also, smelling it. Also, probably like... The Robin Hobbs Realm of the Elder Rings series. I don't know that one. Me neither. No. It's like the sad. Uh, it's the, it's like five. It's four trilogies and a quartet, so it's sixteen books. That's Jesus. what now. <laughs> it's four trilogies and a quartet. That's like half of the Wheel of Time. Yeah, but they're broken I'm down because the Wheel of Time is what fourteen books, but they are so long. These are also long. The last, they're all about like mm, five hundred to eight hundred pages. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, like the first series and that is the Far series tr- trilogy. But Robin Hobb is such a good character writer. You're just like, oh, these characters are doing nothing, but I don't care. <laughs> Feed me more. Watching them do nothing. <laughs> yeah, you know, like um, my friend said that like one book takes in mostly entirely in some uh, some dude's house. You're just like, but give me more. Um, and she writes such good human villains. There, there was a point in her live ship trilogy where I broke down crying because I was like, I hate you so much, and what's going on? Ah. <laughs> hmm. Um, like this dad was beating the shit out of his son. I was just like, I hate you. Lee. And I was just trying to like screaming internally for the son to leave. Mm. But it was like, um, the, it it's like, they're so human though. Cause yeah. like, uh, it was a good thing. It was showing like a re- representation of gaslighting and things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Never mind. Anyways, that was <laughs> no, my experience with the live ship trilogy. I broke down crying. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So I I know uh Nick is not with us today. We didn't mention it, but Nick is not here. Who? And uh he's dead to me. <laughs> but Nick was gonna read maybe he'll still write a review for us, but uh Nick was gonna read Dune 
I don't know. Have you guys seen the Dune movies? Or no. Any of the I, Dune adaptations? No. I know the first movie was going to come with a pamphlet. What? <laughs> I think the director. Tell me more. The director yes. wanted to write a pan, like a like background, like appendies for the movie. That's weird. I would, even if you don't want to see that movie, I highly encourage you guys to watch or anyone to watch the documentary Jardikovsky's Dune. I think it's Jardikovsky's Dune. Jardikovsky. It's being adapted again. Jardikovsky? So Jardikovsky was a French filmmaker, uh, really experimental avant-garde dude uh, who got the rights to Dune and was going to make it. And it's about his sort of failed attempt at making Dune. Uh, And that documentary is Buck wild and people did stuff in the seventies. You would not believe <laughs> trying to make that, movies. Was so, that was it, that was going to come with the pamphlet appendix thing? Yes, it, it was kind of a thing where the movie was just going to kind of start, assuming you knew something about it, and so the the producers were worried that like people wouldn't know, people would hate that. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, Dune is, was at the time sort of famous for a a science fiction novel, but. Um, not it was certainly not ma- you know massively massively popular. So, I've, walked, I've walked in halfway through one of the Dune movies. Yeah, I mean even well, the Dune movie that got made by uh, David Lynch uh, in the eighties uh, is very bad and uh, has like a ten minute introduction section that's just like text on the screen and narration. That's just trying to set up the sort of powers that be. Maybe it's, I, just, it's just maybe it's like something that's hard to adapt. It is. A, it's a big. I mean, it's a big series. I think by the time uh, the author's son finished the series, it was up to like ten or fifteen books or something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, even the one that just tried to do the one novel ended up like they didn't feel like they could totally use the novel as it exists. So they added like more complicated and some more like easily digestible things to the story. They changed dramatically changed some stuff. I don't know. It's, it's one of those movies where like even what they made is so crazy that it's, it has inspired me a lot in what I like about weird science fiction stories and stuff. But if you actually like read the novels, those novels are weird in a very different way from like the other, the movies that got made. And even like, I think they've made some limited series television and stuff and they're doing it again. Yeah. There's a new movie coming out. Do it again. Maybe it's just one of those books that can't be adapted because it's just, I really have begun to think, and I'll talk about this when I review my book, that like, that's just not true anymore. The like, what it means is that like, they just haven't gotten the right screen screenwriter or screenplay writer to, to make an adaptation yet. I mean, what makes a really good adaptation is that somebody is able to find kind of the core premise of the novel or the sort of critical path of the plot and, maintain that and then strip away what 
is extraneous to try and fit it into, you know, 90 minutes or whatever. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to talk about the Aragon movie real quick. I was told this fun fact that the hardest part about the Aragon movie was the animators animating the feathers in Sephira. They made a movie? Yeah, it was really yeah. bad. Well, that, that fits. <laughs> it's one of those movies that people don't talk about. <laughs> it's like the, <laughs> the Artemis Fowl movie, uh, Aragon movie. Oh, man, the I should have watched, watched the Artemis Fowl movie because I, I read that book a long time ago. Don't. I've heard it's I, actually no, not heard it's about terrible. the book. Like it's, it's like about Artemis Fowl's son or something like that or his grandson. No, I don't no know. it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a fan theory because it was so bad. It's like, this is not Artemis. This can't be Artemis. <laughs> But it's clearly supposed to be Artemis. Yeah. It's it's bad. Uh, me and my friends got drunk and watched it and we just started yelling at it. It was like, no. No. <laughs> so it was um, a su- success. Y- yeah. But, uh, we were planning on doing that anyways with a, a more extra legal means. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like, oh, it's on Disney+. Legal Plus. in my state. That's right. Around here, legal too. Um, anyways, is it? Well, it depends on what exactly mean what what extra legal means you were considering. PCP. Uh, no, well, maybe oh. not. Do you guys don't like angel dust? It's made <laughs> for angels. I wasn't talking about drugs. I was talking about piracy. Oh. oh. <laughs> We thought yeah. you wanted to move from alcohol to pot. No. Um, At least. I can't smoke because of various reasons. Well, there are other ways to consume a cannabis. Yeah. You Drop can have a your eyes. Ew. I can't because I also, uh, it gives, the smell of it gives me migraines. Oh. Ew. Yeah. Or can't ow. smell with drops in your eyes. Yeah, it's great. Small, <laughs> strong smells give, uh, trigger my migraine, so I'm just like, I hate everything. I'm going to bed. Fair enough. But pot's yeah. good for your migraines. I wouldn't know. So I might give you a migraine and then cure it. Uh, well, then no. why don't you just not do it and just not yeah, experience you'll, you'll migraine? Yeah, the whole experience. Just yeah, jump right to heroin. You guys are right. Oh, okay. No? You know what? Oh, okay. Hey guys, um, we're gonna do some reviews of fantasy books. I, I do like books with heroines in them. Okay. Anyways, let me finish the, my list of movies that people don't talk about anymore. The oh, Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. All of the movies that people don't talk about anymore. Go. So the Aragon movie. Sixty seconds. Yeah. Aragon movie. Uh. Per, uh. Aragon film movie. Percy Jackson one and two. <laughs> made two of those. Yes. I think they made three of those. What? I think there was at least one that was like direct to video, or maybe that's the second one. That was the second one because in the second one, Kronos dies. (laughs) The big bad in book five. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. The Avatar: Last Airbender movie that doesn't Uh, exist. No, (laughs) no, no. Fake news. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see. Is there any others? Oh, I got one. Uh, City of Bones. Oh yeah, Incarnate. City of Bones. That was a, a huge deal, and then they fucked it up, and I have no idea what happened to it. I don't know. I started stopped watching reading that book after the second book when incest became a thing. Oh, but it wasn't really incest. I didn't know that when I was in middle school, and I was just like, I'm weird. I feel weird. 
No. Yeah, I... That was actually mine and Doug's second date. We went to see that movie in theaters and it was just so awful because oh, it was a terrible uh, movie. Uh, the Stephen King fantasy book. Apparently that movie's bad. Hmm? Oh, Doctor like, Sleep? Dark Tower? The Gunslinger? Dark, Dark Tower, yeah. Um, uh, hmm. Matthew McConaughey's in it though and so is Idris Elba. How can it be bad? Ooh, I mean, fantasy boyfriend of the month. Idris Elba makes a comeback. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's hard not to just love Idris Elba, um, but I've seen that movie and it is actually very bad. So. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. I, I'm uh, the wrinkle in a wrinkle in time. Which one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the new one was pretty bad, is what I'm saying. Was it? I haven't read or seen any of it. I will tell you that yes, it was. Hey, you thought that bad. was bad? I, I kind of like that. I hope you know, I thought it was bad. I don't remember why I mm-hmm. thought it was bad, but I sure did. Oh, like I did not read the book before I saw that. I think I read the book afterwards. See, mm. were you confused with both? <laughs> um, you're gonna say something, Peter? Oh, something. Uh, maybe. I think. I, I think. I thought it was bad because of the way they focused on the father. Like the father is, you know, in the book, um, but it, the, the book focuses so much more on Margaret. And the 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 movie didn't do that as well. I think it's been a while since I uh, since I saw it and had my thoughts about it. Hmm. That's fair. Uh, there's many movies. There's also Katie's favorite of Inkheart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the movie was not good. I enjoyed oh, it. Oh, I should. We should, obviously movies based on books. The Dungeons and Dragons movie. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that existed. Yeah, most people do. You know what else they forget existed? What? The sequel to the Dungeons and Dragons movie. The two or three sequels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's okay. Have you seen the video game adaptations of um, um, Resident Evil and Tomb Raider? <laughs> Oh, oh, Resident, you know, the Resident Evil movie is actually kind of great. I enjoyed them mainly because I haven't played Resident Evil. I was just like, this is a dumb action movie and I love it. It is. And it's it's Mila Jovovich, right? And she does a great job. Um, Even in like one of her, the one of the worst movies I've ever seen, Ultraviolet, I was like, I like you in this. That is the only movie I've ever walked out of a theater. Really? Yeah. That is a very, very bad movie. <laughs> it's super bad. No, I was like, yeah. the, movie. <laughs> the only good thing about the Dungeons and Dragons movie was Jeremy Irons as the villain chewing the mm-hmm. scenery. And Tom Baker. Who? Doctor Who, Tom Baker. He was in the Dungeons and Dragons movie? He was. He was a very old elf. Who, who handled all the exposition in the middle of the movie. <laughs> huh. Well, that... Sure, is a thing. I believe you when you say it. Um. So I mean, there's a big one that we haven't talked about, and that's the Hobbit. I was uh, thinking that too. I was like, yeah. oh, are we going to mention it? Maybe we I was, shouldn't. I was I was considering using that as my as my choice. Anyway, yeah. why don't we why don't we jump into? I mean, we uh, don't we don't have to talk about it because Lindsay Ellis on YouTube has a great like oh four my God, part video terrific. series about it. So we'll go watch that. We it's also incredible. had Nick rant about it for about a good few minutes one time. Did we? 
yeah. mean, I can rant about it too, but um, I can rant. Know, yeah. I can rant about it as well because oh, if me, me, and my, me and my family, me and my dad want to go see it like every Christmas because it was like, why not? <laughs> because it was awful? Is that why not? Is that the answer well, to your question? Well, we didn't know how bad it was going to be till the third movie. The third movie's god awful. Yeah, the second one is also god awful. I think so is the first. So, so the first was not great, but my my experience watching it was three quarters of the movie. I was just increasingly like the whole time I was up frustrated with how much it was changing or whatever. And then in the last quarter of the movie, I realized, wait, if I don't treat this as a movie of the book, The Hobbit, and instead I treat this as a prequel trilogy to The Lord of the Rings, this is fun. And and then I enjoyed it for the last quarter of the movie. But that doesn't work for the other two movies because they're just that bad. I will say I haven't read The Hobbit. I've also never read or watched um, Lord of the Rings because Lord of the Rings was too long for me. I get very bored. You're one of those bad people, aren't you? <laughs> this is well established. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I care? No. Oh, no, shit. She got her tune out. <laughs> the worst, worst people don't care that they're bad. <laughs> so, second movie was okay. The third movie for me. In the third movie, I got bored. <laughs> me being that's, bored in movies is not good because I'm just like, oh, is it over yet? That's is it bad. over? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, did, I, I always employ my strategy of watch the movie first so I don't get disappointed. But I was disappointed still. So. No, don't be disappointed. All right. Yeah. I want to hear what book Dan read for this particular episode. So I don't know why I always make that noise. Uh, I have to edit it out of my own podcast. This Which one where you go. So no, the I, tongue, I tongue click. click. It's fine. Oh. I apologize. So I read Scott Pilgrim. Uh, oh. which was adapted into the movie Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, Michael Sarah. One of my favorite novels and one of my favorite movies. I mean, it's not really a novel. It's a series of mangas, I guess. I don't Aren't know they more like graphic novels? Yeah, they're graphic. comics. Yeah. They're manga-style graphic novels? They are manga-style <laughs> graphic novels, yes. Good call. I, I guess um, is it, is it, was it only manga if it's actually from Japan? I think that is true, yeah. Well, we're getting into the anime argument because it's like as Avatar, it, there's a, an argument going on like in the anime community. It's like is like Avatar anime and stuff like that. It's like self emulating the style considered manga or anime. Hmm, that I seems like I made the noise. Uh, another so, talk for another time. Yeah, yeah I. I yeah, I mean, this it, it is like of a size. Like it was presented that way on the shelf. Uh, as like, uh, and it was, you know, a several hundred page graphic novel, uh, in like six volumes. I just recently bought the color edition so I could read back through it. Um, and it's really good. It's still really good. I mean, it, it is, it really captures like the two thousands era of like hipster, uh, culture, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word, but like just how kind of we put everything that was kind of vapid and super temporary 
in the forefront of our lives and then, um, you know, try to define ourselves around that kind of stuff. And it's about, you know, people who kind of lost a bit and they all live in Vancouver and don't realize <laughs> like how damaged they are, um, all trying to navigate themselves and date each other. Um, Brian Lee O'Malley, who's the author, he's one of my favorite graphic graphic artists. I mean, that's not, no, that's not right. Comic, comic artist, I guess. I mean, he's a great, he's a great author and also has like a really good visual style that I like. Um, he really kind of created something special in this one because, you know, it's got such a great mix of the real and the fantastic. And he uses both to actually have like something to say about kind of human relationships and how people, you know, hold on to this image of themselves and use that, uh, you know, as kind of like a crutch to just make it through the day. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, it, it's, I think it's just really worth reading. It's, it's not, um, it's definitely for adults. Um, I wouldn't like give it to a someone in middle school or something, but like a high school or would probably appreciate it. Um, and maybe give them hopefully an idea of like what not to do when they go to college and afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, and it's one of the few not like stories that I've ever read where the main character is not necessarily a good person and doesn't really realize that they're not a good person until pretty far into the story. And so, you know, having someone like go on their journey of self-discovery in a way that's like not necessarily about like them proving to themselves that they are good. It's but instead realizing that they are bad um is like way more true to life i find and you know the heroic story is usually like people who are really good struggling with not being quite as good as they want and so you know having to like uh really ratchet up the sort of moralizing of the story and this story doesn't moralize at all right like bad people really suck and the good guys are just like at least trying to be self-aware about how much they suck. So, right. Uh, so the, the protagonist is selfish and learns over the course of the story, like learns to be introspective about that and tries to change. Mm-hmm, right. Well, <laughs> tries to change. Hmm. I don't, I, I think the end of the spoilers for the end of Scott Pilgrim, but it's really more about like, of deciding to change and then it doesn't really document that change mm, it, sure it's, but it's about that decision yeah. that decision ultimately point. yeah i think so and, and it's kind of about that for all of the characters even the, the multitude of side characters that are in it um and the adaptation um which was a a, a movie uh directed by like one of my favorite directors the guy that did all the Cornello trilogy, Shaun of the Dead and Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Yes. Thank you. Um, and uh, what's the cop one? That, that's my favorite. Fuzz. Hot Fuzz might be my favorite movie of all time. I don't know. It's it's a good one. And Baby Driver's out there, too. Baby Driver. Great movie. Also, um, Edgar Wright. Yeah. Yeah. And but so. 
you know, and this is one of those movie or one of those things that as it was coming out, people were like, this would make a great movie, but how would you ever make it? Because it's a fantastical world, right? It, it, it harnesses a lot of like the visual elements of video games and graph- other graphic novels and stuff. Um, so that like, you know, the, the basic premise of the story is that Scott Pilgrim wants to date a girl named Ramona. Um, and dating Ramona means that you have to fight her seven evil exes who show up to beat you up um, if you want to date her. And uh, it's about Scott living through this relationship that he has with Ramona while also like having to physically and a lot of times confront uh, the evil exes. And those fights usually culminate in some sort of like Street Fighter or Final Fantasy style duel um, of sorts. And then the final boyfriend is like this, you know, kind of super villain esque record producer um and and, you know in the novel it's it's um it's it's just so visually interesting and i think that's what people meant when they said like nobody could ever make it it's like you couldn't put this material on the screen and people would not be able to sort of take it at face value right it would it would have to look like a cartoon in order for people to buy it. And Edgar Wright put it in live action. I think you did an amazing job. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie. I have. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. I mean, he changes a lot. I think it's a great a- adaptation because he, I mean, there are a multitude of subplots that he pulled out of the story and did not tell. He changes the ending, but I think in a way that kind of makes it more succinct while also kind of still hitting all the points. And then you know, I think something key to an adaptation is that he finds like these kind of key visuals and a lot of them are gags. You know, they're kind of funny things that are stuck in the story um, and, you know, just puts them out there plainly and lets lets them just be funny because they are funny um, and and doesn't have to like really change them that much for the kind of live action presentation that he's making, because for the most part, because Brian Lee O'Malley kind of writes in the real world and then adds fantastical elements without sort of being like everyone being like, Oh my gosh, people are throwing fireballs and doing Kamehameha attacks or whatever, you know, like it's not surprising. It's just part of the world and people just accept it. So like when you portray it and you just sort of put it out there, like this is just the world that we live in and, I don't need to explain it because it's the world. Like I don't need to explain like air and trees and stuff to you because that's the world you live in over here. We have that stuff. Plus every once in a while, a guy will summon hipster demon chicks and they'll have a Bollywood <laughs> fight. So, uh, you know, I think that's really what like made it a great adaptation of a, a really good story. That's a really good review, Dan. It's Yeah. I mean, it's clearly, it's just obviously really deeply felt for you. And then Dan's going to hate it because I hate me because I said, I'm going to say I really didn't. It was an okay movie for me. It wasn't my favorite. Well, Rachel, how can we <laughs> like and, and also not like so many things? I don't know. <laughs> there are a lot of movies out there. It's hard for, you know, anyone to be the greatest except for Shawshank Redemption, which is the best movie. I need to watch that one. Also an adaptation. It is. It is, in fact. 
it is better, I think, than the than the the novel novella that it Frank came from. Darabont at every turn elevates all of Stephen King's adaptations that he's done. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I like the style, but again, I I was annoyed with the protagonist most of the time. I know it's the purpose, but I was just like, I'm not feeling it and wasn't having fun. That's fair. I haven't seen it, but I feel like Michael Sarah just always plays the same character, which is just awkward teenager who doesn't really know what he's doing. Because I feel like one day he just like accidentally showed up and was like, oh, hey, <laughs> we're going to put you in this movie. And he's just like, oh, yep, yep. That's why. Yeah, I'll do that for you. You know, we forgot to mention Umbrella Academy, which is also an adaptation. <laughs> That's very true. It's true. Your the show correct. is a hundred times better than the source material really <laughs> yeah yeah the comic is fine <laughs> yeah all right i don't know i know they like nerfed some of the powers For yeah the tv show yeah I mean, um the guy that plays klaus that his portrayal of that character is a million times better than klaus that exists in the comics yeah like um he but doesn't klaus like have a bazillion powers in the comics uh, yeah, I mean, well, I think ultimately they reveal what they reveal in the show is that most of his powers are based on dead people yeah. or manipulating <laughs> spirits in some way. And then Allison's power, they have to nurse, nerf because it answer because uh, most of the time you ask the question, why can't Allison fix everything? Because mm. her power is complicated because you don't know if it can warp reality because she can just say, I, I heard a rumor blank and it happens. Yeah, it's just mind control in the show, basically. <laughs> Yeah. Well, mind control. It warped space in the second season, in the first episode. Oh, don't don't spoil me too much. I haven't watched the second season yet. It, it's fine. It's not that big of a spoiler. Spoiler! Okay. Stuff happens. <gasps> in the first episode, in like the first few minutes, she blows some dude's heads up. Oh. <laughs> well, now I don't yeah, even need to right. watch okay. it. Thanks, Rachel. No, yeah. that timeline didn't actually occur, so it's fine. <laughs> That's more than what I said. <laughs> the whole series is about time travel, so yeah, it's okay. Um, All right. Oh man, that was a whole a love letter. Make Katie go next. Uh, I was do gonna it, go. Katie. Oh, Rachel, Rachel, do it. Fine. I'm in charge. I got the boxing gloves. Wait so, a minute. Yeah. But, Rachel, are we gonna yeah. have to fight about this next episode? <laughs> are we gonna have to arm wrestle? Um, I you would win, but okay. Boiled arm <laughs> wrestle. Next episode of my back. I still don't have a back, so <laughs> I win by default. No, no, no. Rachel gets to arm wrestle with a robot proxy. Oh fuck. Um, do you want to go, Katie? But no, no, no. This is fine. Please go. <laughs> okay. So I read Howl's Moving Castle by Diane Wayne Jones. Oh, fun, 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 fun. Cut that it's out. Weird ass book. I'm not cutting it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. Um, yes. They take a trip. And, uh, there's a point where it's like, wait, this takes place in this time? I didn't realize. I thought it was all fantasy land. Oh, yeah. When's when it kind of like portal a little bit? Yeah, it's about it's a bit of portal fiction. He's like, oh, we're in Wales. Why are we in Wales? <laughs> You're from Wales? <laughs> what? <laughs> I remember reading that book like seven years ago. 
And I was like so confused. It's just like all of a sudden, um, real world. Yeah. Anyway, so um, House of Moon Castle is about Sophie Hatter, who is the eldest of three siblings and destined for misery when she's unwittingly um, attracted in the, uh, the Witch of the Waste, attracts the notice of the Witch of the Waste. Sophie finds her, uh, herself under a horrible spell that transforms her into an old lady. Uh, to break the spell, she must uh, head to the heart of Wizard Hal. And for uh, to help, she makes a deal with um, Wizard Hal's familiar, a demon that he has, has under a contract. Don't know if that's a familiar. It's a bound demon or something. Yeah. Um, so I personally like the movie a little bit better than the book because the movie is more concise and doesn't take a weird trip to Wales. <laughs> the movie also has Billy Crystal in it, so there's yeah. that too. What? Yeah, he plays Calcifer, the fire demon. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah. So it also has a weird... Uh, Ghibli's just good at making movies, except for the few that are they're not good at making movies. <laughs> uh, and old lady Sophie in the book is A+. plus. I love her. She makes the best... She's sassy. She's basically... She's like, I am becoming the embodiment of old women where I don't give any shit. I love it. Yeah. Uh... Anyways, it likes to turn tropes on its head, so it's really interesting with that. And what I didn't like about it is just, like, it, it's a bit all over the place. The plot's a little messy in the middle. You're just like, I'm confused. I'm kind of bored. What's going on? Somebody help. Ah, there's the plot. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of sneaks up on you? Yeah. So, um, that's my review of the book. It was good. He's just in the middle. You're just like, I'm confused. Ah, plot. There, they, there you be. Um. So at the end, I remember kind of being surprised about them just like, oh, by the way, here's a, a turnip prince and Sophie is in love with Howl. Yeah. Did, did you get like surprised by that or did they lead into it at all? I don't remember. I watched the movie beforehand. So I think I, that's in the movie. It's in the movie, but is it in the book? Um, I don't remember. I read this three months ago. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I also don't physically own the book. You mean in think- August? You read it in August? Yes, I read it in August when I was supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I yeah, don't I mean, remember. The, the movie is structured um, in a much more Eastern storytelling style with like a, a four act structure. Yeah. With, um, I forget what the name of that style is, but the sort of introduction of a sudden surprise ending is actually very kind of Japanese storytelling. Uh, and I can understand, I, I, I have had that same reaction and, and it doesn't really help that someone explained to me like, Oh, actually this is this form of Japanese storytelling. And I'm like, that still seems very, um, the turn Prince is a thing. Yeah. I don't know if he was, she was in love with how don't remember. Bad at reviews. Bad reviewer. Anyway. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. I mean, this is a book I've always wanted to read because I love the movie so much. Yeah. Do you... Having now read it, do you suggest it to people that love the movie, I guess? 
yeah, it's, it was fun. And you're just like, oh, you get more insight into the world and you like learn more about Sophie's sisters and stuff like that. Because yeah, she oh. only had one in the movie, right? The the yeah. baker? Yeah. And yeah. Her mom was, was there for a while. Oh, her it, mom was a sleaze. Yeah, in the book, it was her stepmother. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah, and actually, there's a sequel to House of the Castle that I haven't read. Isn't that Castle in the Air? That's Castle in the Sky, and I don't think so. That's another Ghibli movie. Well, no, there's Diana Wynne Jones. She's got a whole. Oh, hold on. Google is my friend. Okay. But, uh, so yeah, there's a sequel that I haven't read to House of the Castle. It is Castle in the Air. Ah, I was thinking of Castle in the Sky, which is the other movie, Ghibli movie, too. Any other questions? It's followed by the House of Many Ways. There's a, it's a, it's a good name. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Uh, I want to rewatch it. Actually, I, pre- I prefer the movie, but it was still fun to see the original story and how it was structured and how they converted a Western story into an Eastern story. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I'll keep it on my to be read list. Actually, I think I own a copy somewhere. It's surprisingly long. <laughs> oh, really? The, the one I read, admittedly, it was big font, but it was like 400 pages. Oh. Uh, yeah, I feel really awkward now. Why? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm hot. That's probably why. Yeah, you are. Uh, Katie, you've never seen my face. That's besides the point. Are you seeing that picture on the website? It's not your face? What? I forgot it existed. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to dump in now. Please do. I will save you, Rachel. Okay. So so I read The Princess and the Goblin by George MacDonald. Um, you may or may not have heard me talk about it already in the um, Nostalgia Plus episode where we watched the, the pig. The Black Cauldron. The Black Cauldron, yes. Because I was like, oh, yes, Curdy and Curdy. <laughs> so then I, I decided to read the book and I might actually make you guys watch the movie for Nostalgia Plus because <laughs> right, well. we, we gotta watch my movie first and I'm gonna yeah. hate it. We are going to watch we already watched it, Rachel. Oh yeah, it was a Halloween episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, recently. The viewers were telling me if I hated it. Because <laughs> <laughs> they all, all right. Because they all listen to Nostalgia Plus, right? <laughs> yeah, obviously. They listen to everything that we put out, that everybody puts out on. Yeah, if you're not listening to the Too Many Thoughts Media Super Feed, I don't know what what are you doing? I don't listen to the Too Many Thoughts Media oh Super Feed. I don't either. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. Oh, okay. None of us are in the same room as the other person, so whispering is not relevant. I'm right behind you. Oh, God. Ah! <laughs> Anyways, let's let Katie do a thing. Sorry, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I was quite enjoying that. I thought we were going to get our wrestling match early. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> oh, no. No, I don't have enough oil yet. 
<laughs> you know, I am in the dark right now. If I turned around and there was an oily man behind me, I would lose my shit. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Don't do it, though. You'll scream. Oh, goodness. Okay, so my book is by George MacDonald. This came out in like the 1880s, I want to say. So we're we're digging in the treasure trove for this one. So um so there's a princess and goblins. The end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'm into it. <laughs> so it seems to me like most of this book was about the consequences of not believing people when they were telling the truth. Um because so there's Princess Irene. She is the titular princess. Um, yeah. Is it titular when it's only a title? It is literally titular. Title part, yeah. Titular yeah. for title. Okay. There's always the is it titular or is it eponymous question. And in this case, it is titular. Okay. Yes, it is not hippotamus or hippopotamus. <laughs> Those are um, words I didn't say. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you're funny. No, shucks. No, you're funny. No, you're. we can both be funny. That is true. Okay. Cool. I'm funny. Yes, you are. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Oh my gosh, we need Nick to not keep us together. Not that late. <laughs> I Dan that kept us together. It's certainly not. not me that keeps us together. <laughs> love, Maybe we love should just keep, keep us together. Oh, mm. Sweaty oh. oily men. Sorry, I didn't mean to quote a song. Oh. Okay. Katie, tell us about the book. <laughs> the book. All right. So, and Princess the titular Irene. Princess. Yes, the titular Princess Irene is like eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So she is the princess and she's not allowed to go out after dark because there's goblins in these hills and the goblins hate the, they call them sun people, which is, you know, humans Mm, because of like some old war that happened that drove the goblins underground and where they became bitter, ugly, evil creatures. Hate those sun people. Yeah. The sun people. That sounds like propaganda. Uh, probably. <laughs> Californians. <laughs> anyway, so then there's also Curdy, the miner boy. He's like 12 or something, and he's in the mines, like mining. He's a mining miner. Ha! Huh? <laughs> so, he, so he, you know, goes into the mines with his dad because, you know, that's fine. Junior can. Get the black lung or whatever. Yeah, no child labor laws. No, definitely not. And they let him like stay overnight and keep working extra hours because you know. I don't need the money. Well, he yeah, he's got a mining. He he has to buy his mother a new red petticoat. It's mentioned several times. That's so that's how he knows. So while he is mining by himself in the middle of the night he uncovers a plot by the goblins to kidnap the princess to be the goblin prince's bride so sounds salty yeah yes really really salty yeah 
They need a little pepper. Yeah. <laughs> to pep them up? Yes. Pep, pep, pep. Oh, Continue to explain this book. I <laughs> hate <laughs> <Maybe> myself. <laughs> All right. You too. It's okay. We hate you too. Sweet. Oh, no. We don't. I don't hate you, Dan. We are Midwest buddies. Oh, sweet. We are all enamored of your beard. That's true. No, he cut it, though. Yeah, but I still see this picture with him in the beard. That's, yeah. You only um, past Dan and not present Dan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, um, one day, Irene just, like, runs up the stairs and finds a secret tower after she gets lost, where she meets her, her great, 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 I don't know how many greats, grandmother she says that you she was her father's mother's father's mother however many greats that is um and she gives her a ring that's she connects to a magic thread that she spun herself and she says that if you get lost or scared all you have to do is follow the thread and that that was like kind of a what? So, oh, Rachel, did you have a I thing? Say, like the labyrinth with the Ariadne's, uh, not Ariadne's. Is it Ariadne with the, the labyrinth and the I don't, string? I don't, I don't recall who gave him the string. Yeah, the, that thing. Yeah, um, that is part of it. And like Curdy also gets like a ball of yarn that he uses when he's doing reconnaissance on the goblins. So <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm a little more in, intrigued by the idea of a, of a lost tower. Like, there's yeah. a whole tower in your castle that you just forgot was there. Yeah. Also, also the great. child forgot was there. Children like to explore everything. Oh, yeah. No, just everyone, like, nobody remembered this tower, and, and there was a great-great-grandmother in it. Not only that, but when she tried to tell people about her great-grandmother... Nobody believed her. Ooh, okay, that is intriguing. Yeah. So, Ludi, that's Irene's nurse, she doesn't believe her about her grandmother um, or that she gave her the ring. Ludi is actually like, oh, your mother gave you that ring. And it's like, mm, no, she got it yesterday from her grandma. Anyway. Who's so, telling the truth? No one. Oh. Whoa. Um. During one of Curdy's reconnaissance missions that he has taken upon himself to do, because, you know, why not send the kid? Makes a whole bunch of sense. Instead of telling, like, the guards or anything, he just does it himself. So he goes and he gets himself caught, of course. And he's, like, being interrogated. They're, the goblins are trying to starve him so that... Well, they can feed him to their animals and be like, ah, humans, no, sun people, they're so weak. And so then one night Irene gets scared. And so she follows her thread and it leads her out of her house in the dark. Up the mountain. Through a little tunnel. And she just keeps following it. And then she gets stuck at like this wall. And the thread, like, goes through the wall. And she's just like, well, what am I supposed to do? And then, you know, she has a good cry because she's eight. <laughs> and then she gets over it and she's like, you know what? I'm a princess. Princesses don't cry about silly things like being lost. 
And grandmother wouldn't have put the thread here if, you know, there was nowhere to go. So she starts tumbling down some rocks and then she hears Curdy's voice. So after a while, they manage to get Curdy out and then she follow and she, you know, she keeps following her thread and it actually brings her deeper into the tunnels. It doesn't bring her back out. So then they they actually end up learning more about the goblins' nefarious plans and that, you know, goblins are gross, mean creatures and they don't wear shoes. What's wrong with that? Because some people wear shoes. I mean, I'm just saying, like, not wearing shoes is cool, okay? Jeez. Yeah, who wants to be like a sun person? Gross. Gross. Yeah. Hold on while I put on this eyeliner. (laughs) (laughs) I need to see that picture now, yeah. (laughs) So eventually they do make it out after you know causing a ruckus and being chased by goblins. And then my favorite part of the book is actually like really close to the end. Um the goblins invade the you know the castle and then Irene is missing, so they think she was kidnapped. But then Curdy, after not believing her about her grandmother or the thread, he finds the thread and follows it. And it leads him to his own house, where Irene is, like, hanging out with his mom. <laughs> and, and Irene, she's just like, oh, well, I followed the thread. I just assumed that you were in trouble and needed me to rescue you. <laughs> And it, oh my God, I just loved that part because she's like this eight year old girl. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm not some defenseless little princess. I just assumed you were a useless. <laughs> I'm coming. To, I was just coming to rescue you. What? <laughs> yeah, she didn't even know that the castle was under attack because she, <laughs> she had left before that. Oh, it was a cute book. I liked it. Really it's so it's what, ringing some real bells in my head, and I'm wondering if I read it as a kid, not ever knowing, you know, how old it was or something. It had a lot of weird language in it, because mm. like it, it, like the the author does not like you are a child, you who are reading this. So I will speak on your level. Like there are some really big and unexpected <laughs> words in there. <laughs> Yeah, but I I read a lot of words as yeah. a kid. Robots usually do read. Oh yeah, yeah. Peter was a real reading. smart guy, you know. Pe- oh yeah, Peter. I forgot you're a robot. Do you want to be my double to wrestle Katie? No. What? Oh. I mean, unless Katie, do you want me to? Do you Tag want me team? to wrestle you? Dan and me against Peter and Rachel. Let's do this. Super oh, team fight. Nick wait, wait, can you can you tag Dan out for Doug? No. Doug is surprised. He drops from the ceiling halfway through the fight and hits you with a chair. Oh gosh. I thought sorry fucked up. Excuse me, screwed up. Oh, you're right. No, Rachel needs Rachel needs to a sub out. Doug can sub in for her. Yeah, no. I'd, I'd wrestle Doug. What? <laughs> so surprised. So Katie, what was the movie that uh this became? Uh, the Princess and the Goblin. I've never heard oh, of it. Never heard of it, yeah. <laughs> no, when, when, when was this movie 80s. made? Oh, jeez. I just messed up my mic. All right. Um, I, I believe it's from like 88, I want to say. Let me look it up. 
The power of Google. Oh, it's actually from 91. Mm. Oh, my. It's older than me. <laughs> well, you know. Rachel. What is it? It's also older than you, Katie. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, let's see. What is it older than me? This one YouTuber that I found. Oh, that one. A baby YouTuber? Just the one. Yeah, that plays I'm the same. baby YouTuber. Oh. <laughs> that looks very 90s. It is very 90s. All right. Well, tune, in, tune into Nostalgia Plus. Well, we're, we'll likely watch this movie. When we're not watching the, <laughs> the 1994 Saturday morning cartoon show. Yeah. But where will we find it? YouTube. That's the only place I could find the whole movie. <laughs> but that's piracy. Is it so? I mean, technically, the copyright holders probably aren't endorsing it, but they also aren't arguing with it. I found out that, like, the the people that own Gundam put like a bunch of their movies up on YouTube like for free, huh? And you just watch them. Like, there's a bunch of movies actually that are like put up by the people that own the rights on YouTube for free, and it is super hard to tell which ones are legit and which ones are <laughs> like Rachel's talking about pirated. Usually, it's like, <laughs> hey, here's 13 videos of five minute clips of this movie. That is the whole movie if you watch them all together. That's usually not legit. <laughs> yeah, I just g- game through things through osmosis uh, via Tumblr. That's what I'm doing with Owl House. <laughs> which is a cute, like, new Disney show that has a, a LGBT character. Owl House? Yeah. I've never heard of it. It's new. Okay. I'm so old. I only know old things. Get hip, block. All right, Peter, take us home. Yeah, all right. Disappointing one. Yeah, so I couldn't think of any books to read that were new to me that had become movies or TV shows or whatever. I asked for a recommendation from my good friends here on this podcast. And I got a whole bunch of decent ones. I got The Princess Bride and I'm like, yeah, I've read that. And I got the Earthsea books. I'm like, oh, those are great. And I got, (laughs) I believe you. Um, And I got The Never Ending Story. And I'm like, oh yeah, I have that in German. Um, I'm pretty sure I read it in English too. But I can't read it in German, unfortunately. And uh, Coraline, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was good. And then um, Stardust, also by Neil Gaiman. I'm like, I hated that book. Um, I love the movie. I love the movie, too. It's so cute. That's good. I know. I know. It's it's just for me, it's tainted by the book that I disliked, um, which I disliked primarily because I love Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman and Stardust is the practically the same story, just far less interesting. Um, anyway, Neverwhere is another one I could do because that has done at least one like BBC version. And of course, y'all threw up Harry Potter or The Hobbit. Um, Dan even taught, brought up Tech War by William Shatner and I read it. I swear I read it. I don't remember a damn thing about it. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know. I just, there are a whole lot of books out there 
And oh, and Nick, and you know, Nick was going to read Dune. Um, which Peter, we did you not already. actually pick a book? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I could just talk about The Hobbit. The Hobbit's a great book. Um, you know, it's a great book. Oh, not, it's an not, awful movie. It's not three make movies. Good movies. It's think, yeah. yeah. It did the opposite thing of Earthsea when Earthsea tried to pack three books into one movie. Instead, yeah. Instead, The Hobbit tried to blow up one one book into three movies. <laughs> And also change directors in midstream. I mean, like Dan pointed out, if you if you go chase down the uh, the Lindsay Ellis YouTube series on why The Hobbit was awful, um, it's really interesting. And The Hobbit is awful. And and it just makes me sad that yeah. we'll never get the Guillermo del Toro The Hobbit. Oh man, he would have done a fascinating. I would have really loved Hobbit to see movie. That, yeah. Well, yeah, I really like the Guillermo del Toro is doing for Netflix. What's he like, doing for Netflix? He did like the Troll Hunter series, and it's turning into like Tales of Arcadia. Hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I believe that's him. It is. Yeah. Um, the Troll Hunter series is really good. I haven't seen the other ones though. <laughs> I would like Water. to know what like. what Griffin thinks. Yeah. <laughs> Griffin, come here. They want you. <laughs> the voice of the feet. <laughs> what do you disgusting. say? Thank you. No, 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 no. Say hi. Hi. Hi, We're we're curious what you think about the translation of of classic <laughs> fantasy stories into film. Peter, you saw your picture. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Kitty." <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. I am Kitty. (laughs) Griffin, what do you think about books that have been turned into movies? You have some Thomas books and Thomas movies. Are they good? Do you have you have Mickey Mouse? Okay, great talk. Are these? Is this Thomas the Tank Engine? Yes. Oh, okay. That's. I mean. The the best thing I've seen done with Thomas the Tank Engine in the last decade was uh, somebody who modded Skyrim so that the dragon you see oh in the opening sequence is actually Thomas the Tank Engine. Um, and it is terrifying. So that's that's just that was just brilliant. You guys um, wanna, did I have I told you the, the thing that uh, traumatized me as a child? Oh boy, let us know. I was watching Dragon Ball, which is an adaptation. Yes. Uh, do you know Boo, I think? The weird pink thing? No, I didn't watch oh, it. Oh, Boo. Uh, yeah, he was turning people into chocolate and eating them, and me as a six-year-old was very scared. Oh, that <laughs> Boo. Yeah, that is Boo, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that that was what uh, something that traumatized me as a child. I to this day refuse to watch Dragon Ball. Oh, but it's so cute. I love as baby Goku. Goes, that's pretty pretty low on the traumatic scale. I mean, I imagine you also refuse to be turned into chocolate. Yeah, I don't know. It just stuck with me because I was okay. really scared of it. Yeah, uh, my you parents don't, you were don't need to excuse it. Doctor Who and all the body horror from the seventies and stuff. So. Yeah, well, that uh, doesn't Dragon Ball also have a really bad live action ad- adaptation? It does. It's so bad. <laughs> also, like Death Note. 
and Americanized. Yeah, the Amer. Well, they they both have um, live action adaptations that have that were made in America, and they are. Well, not, the not Japanese made. live action adaptations of Death Note were pretty good. I thought. Yeah, I haven't watched those. That, Japanese that's like, adaptations are so weird to me because like they are so faithful, you know, like to to a one when you watch an anime and then read the manga, it's like these are literally the exact same things. Like, I don't understand why it would be that popular, I guess, to like get exactly. I don't know. I guess that's what they tried to do with Game of Thrones and stuff, right? No. I mean, even then they changed some things. It's just like. I mean, I understand like why I would watch it because I read this thing over and over again. But like, I assume other people are not like that. <laughs> um, my thing is the anime gives music and voices and different um, dimensions of interaction with the media. Yeah, I just know that like, well, I guess most of the anime I watch is like shown in anime. And, and a lot of times if I read the manga, I will stop watching the show because I'm getting what I want. And usually sooner <laughs> from just reading it than I than I am watching the show. But there That's are true. like good adaptations where, you know, I'll I'll watch them because they've changed something or just to see what's changed or how it how it works. But um, an example of something that I will only watch the anime for. The reason I do that is because I hate the art style of the manga. <laughs> what is that? Uh, Tower of God. Well, that's a webtoons, but it's still. I hate the art style of Tower of God. Yeah, and the, the, the show or the or the comic show. Not the comic. Excuse me. Oh, I, I like the comic. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I watched the show, and I've been meaning to like kind of check out Webtoons because it sounds like there's a lot of cool stuff over there. But yeah, Webtoons is a really, lot of cool stuff. I hated the art style of the Webtoons. I'm getting this right. The show was good. There you go. Hmm. Um, also, like Hunter X Hunter has some dodgy. Uh, frames. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like unless Peter, you have settled on a book that we we've completed <laughs> an episode of. Uh, oh, we pretty much have. Oh, I remember something I wanted to add to uh, to Katie's was just that it it's um like it's I think it's great that the that the book has a what sounds like a female protagonist, but it also um sounds like it suffers a bit from the same issue that I took with Brave, uh, the much more recent Pixar film, which was that the, uh, the, the protagonist doesn't, doesn't get a lot of agency. She spends most of her, her time following some trail that someone else left for her. Uh, Did it feel that way in the reading or did it feel like she like had agency had power and choice Mm, i feel like she didn't have much agency because you know she has the magic thread that she follows she's also under the watchful eye of her her nursemaid she's you know eight i don't really know how much agency i would want an eight-year-old to have (laughs) fair enough none as an eight-year-old none (laughs) well Rachel, don't be a parent. <laughs> uh, they will find agency anyway. Oh, they'll take every scrap they can get. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, then, since uh, this has been another episode of 
people talking meanderingly about things that are mostly related somewhat to books, including Peter, who failed to really uh, meet the basic standard of the show this month. Um, I have been Peter Schaefer. You can find my things on Twitter at Shoeless Pete, or you can visit me at paschaefer.com or shoelesspete.com. And where can we find Dan Evanson? Uh, I'm Dan Evanson, and you can find me at danielevanson.com. Uh, please come listen to our show, Nostalgia Plus, where we watch mostly the 1994 Saturday morning current show, Gargoyles. <laughs> but also, you know, probably the latest episode as of this happening is Halloween Town, a choice by by Rachel. So that's mm. that's not gargoyles. Maybe you like that. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, we've, gargoyles. The gargoyles we know, got we've watched it already, probably. So yeah, and we've talked all about it, so we yeah. know each other's feelings, so we don't need to talk about it now. Don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> um, Katie. That's me again. I'm Katie, and you can find me on Twitter at ShimmyBook if I remember that I have it. Otherwise, I I tweet fun things and rants. <laughs> and Rachel. Hi, my name is Rachel. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Argent Rape. Uh, you can also find me on the other podcast where I'm slowly trying to get other people to play with me. Um, Homebrew Kitchen, where me and my two other friends make stupid one shots. Uh, the latest episode would probably be uh, about me and Peter being eight-year-olds with a uh, six-hour-old um, Warforged that we named Stinky Baby. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Stinky Baby. Um, that yes. sounds super cute. So uh, if you uh, enjoyed this, please uh, tell a friend. Word of mouth is better than word of not mouth. Foot. I don't know. Then yeah, mm -hmm. not that. Yeah. Uh, go, go find uh, Tacky Slacks on Twitter and remind him how he's a delinquent and he. Oh, he knows. Uh, should read his book. Also, come record a podcast with us. <laughs> also, uh, we appreciate if you leave a rate and review. We would. I, I read them at least if we ever got them. <laughs> I, I occasionally remember that they exist. Um, and Do we have reviews? I don't Has know. anyone ever reviewed it? I don't know. We've only gotten emails. Yeah, you can and email us. <laughs> that's right. You can email us at somewhere. Too many, Too many thoughts, thoughts media. media at gmail.com. Thank you. Can you tell, can you tell much, uh, how much you hate my negativity? So much. Wait, what? That's all I listen for. <laughs> yeah, write in and tell us what a terrible job we're doing or what a great job we're doing or that one time you laughed. And, uh, and send us photos of your bookshelves, please. Bookshelves. Katie will thank you. I will. And uh, I think that's all of it. You can and, also join our Discord. Oh, that's right. There's a Discord. How do you do that? How do you go to that? too many thoughts media.com and find the invite link right there on the page or okay. Twitter? It's the pinned tweet on the, on the too many thoughts media Twitter. Twitter. There you go. Go to the website or the tweet site and join the disc site. And <laughs> I think we're all set up. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you did. And uh, until next time, please keep reading. Bye.